Hi, good morning, beloved of God. For whatever reason you're awake at this early hour, arise, warrior. Suit up in your spiritual armor, resist the devil, and he will flee. O mighty man of valor, there is no one who loves or cares for you more, no one who wants to see you succeed more. There's no one who knows you better. What greater love is there? Father, teach us to walk in the truth that greater are you who is in us than he who is in the world. We as a people do not grasp the he who is in the world. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus so the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened that we may begin to understand who we are greater than in you. Teach us to search your word and understand whom we are called to take dominion over. Open our eyes to the spiritual realm where our enemy lurks, seeking to devour those who dwell on the earth. With the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, I bind every principality, power, assignment, attachment, oppression, and infirmity on everyone whom is listening to this broadcast. I command in the name of Jesus that you be bound and silenced in Jesus' name. Lord God in heaven, release your angels to set your people free. Bind up the brokenhearted and give hope and comfort to your people. In Jesus' name, fortify our walls and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I've been asking you over the last few broadcasts if you have ever read the book of Revelation. That might sound like a silly question to you because it is part of the New Testament. But I'm assuring you that there are more than a few who have answered this question with something like, No, it's too hard to understand. It scares me, so I stay with the positive message of the gospel. Or I don't really like to read the Bible. I'd rather watch TV, watch ministries on, on the Internet. Or I prefer having a pastor explain what the Bible means. Have you ever used one of these excuses for not ever reading the book of Revelation? Well, the Bible at all. It's a, in a letter to a local pastor, I made reference to the seven churches in the opening chapters of this book of Revelation. And I felt led, well, more compelled, to look more closely at exactly what was written therein. After all, even though these churches were addressed at the time G John wrote the book of Revelation, they are equally addressing the time of the fulfillment of the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end of the age. I've heard it said that they are the condition of the church at the time Jesus wrote the book. That's obvious. But I've also learned that it's a condition of the church throughout its history. That might be so, but it is addressed to each of the seven churches with consequences at the time of the revelation of Jesus Christ and the end of the age. I felt the Lord direct me to close others' interpretations and seek out what he is revealing to me through these passages in the first few chapters. 
Listen to the last few podcasts to catch up with the series on the churches of Revelation. But let me quickly review. Jesus says of himself in his address to the angels of the seven churches that he holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks in the midst of the candlesticks. What does the seven stars and seven candlesticks represent? Well, we don't have to guess or interpret. That question is answered in Revelation one twenty. This is the mystery of the seven stars which thou saw in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou saw are the seven churches. He's the first and the last, was dead and is alive. He has the sharp two-edged sword. He's the Son of God, who has his eyes like a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. He has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. He's holy, true, and has the key of David that he opens and no man can shut, and shuts and no man can open. He's the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation with God. These expressions of himself are found in other passages in the Bible. They are consolidated in the descriptions to the seven church. So it isn't a worthless pursuit to search more deeply why he has revealed himself to the churches by these definitions. There is imagery in the names of the seven churches, the book of Revelation. I expounded on them on the last broadcast. Listen to the podcast. They each have meaning. Their name helps define what each church was and is like. There are multiple levels of interpretation and revelation. He doesn't mince words. And there is deeper meaning in everything that he says. When we find these little nuggets of truth, they're buried in the narrative. It prompts us to seek and to search more deeply. I find that it keeps the Bible fresh. There were attitudes and practices attributed to the seven churches. Let me share with you some of these attitudes and practices that were highlighted. Pergamus and Thyatira were infected by satanic activity and doctrines of demons. That sounds kind of far off to the general church today, doesn't it? These churches were addressed in the first century. Some of their parents and grandparents may have traveled to Israel during Jesus' ministry. They certainly would have been familiar with the teaching of the apostles. They would have seen demons cast out of people and heard some of the apostles' doctrines and then some of the apostate doctrines that were creeping back into the church. So how would that affect our modern-day church? Even some of the most conservative missionaries have had to address demonic activity on the mission field. The whole subject of demonology and Satanism has been relegated to the most theological of terms in Christendom. Yet, even our advanced culture, there is a growing topic in movies, video games, music, and interest in the whole occultic realm. Do you think that this is a coincidence? I heard a testimony of a pastor 
a former child from a witch doctor's family that came from Africa to visit the United States. And it was just before Halloween. He happened to go into a store that was selling costumes and masks. To his shock, he saw images of demons on some of the masks that he had witnessed during evil ceremonies when he was a child. He was incredulous that Americans would put these representative masks on their children that they loved, or even on themselves. We're learning more and more about the growth and interest in Satanism in our culture. Read what the Spirit says to the angel of the churches of Pergamos and Thyatira. We would do well to reflect our own on our own acceptance of evil presence as part of the fun of the Halloween season. As God's hand of protection is lifted from the United States as we remove him from our courts, our schools, and yes, even our theology for who he reveals himself to be, we must get back to the pure word devoid of doctrines of demons and satanic interest and acceptance. If you followed any of the news of the pentagram that was going to be put in Boca Raton this Christmas season, you'll know that there is a, a far cry from the holiness of that season in many of those who live in that area's eyes. I will go on to more of the attributes of the churches and what the Spirit is saying to these angels of the churches in the book of Revelation over the next several broadcasts, because I believe it's important for us to learn what the Spirit of God is saying to the church of modernity, of which we are part. Lord God, Father in heaven, help us to understand what the Spirit is saying to us today. Prepare us for the time of revelation. Your only begotten Son gives us the strength to endure. Give us the impetus and understanding to read this important book and provide the blessing that you offer for reading and listening to this end-of-the-age of account of Jesus' return and rule. Let that great truth inspire us to search out greater messages from the book of Revelation and let our hearts not faint or fear, but strengthen us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Increase our boldness in the world that is passing away. Lord God, visit your people who are suffering. Deliver us from the oppression of the enemy and break off generational iniquity in the scripture that says in Exodus 25, Numbers 14, 18, and Deuteronomy 5, 9, that visits unto the third and fourth generation. Good night, my friend. Rest in the love and comfort of Jesus Christ and surrender your whole life to him. Repent of your sin and enter into the kingdom of God where there is joy unspeakable and full of glory.